Oh god. Okay. Uh this was okay, I guess it's not pre-recorded after all. Okay. Uh I don't know what happened. This is so weird. Like I can't believe. Yo, what up Arthur? Okay. Hey everybody. You know what's what up? Happened? Um Andy, you know what happens? It's me and you together. Chaos always ensues and then it's smooth rocking and sailing from there. And uh, <laughs> We need no introduction. If you're joining us now, we are going to be interviewing the most incredible poet that we've been on the block for quite a long time. Uh, Andy, why don't you go ahead and introduce our amazing guest? Uh, uh, yes, Lois R. Sterling is our guest. Um, this is an honor and a privilege to have you on here. You have no idea. I've been following you since like the poetry binge days. So it's like, wow, I'm finally like live with the Lois. Oh my God! It's, to me, this is an honor and a privilege. I think to to me, you're like you're not just some poet. You're like you're like a celebrity. You're like a legend oh, here. Yeah. So to yeah. me, that's like Very oh cool. man. And yeah. So having you on here is freaking phenomenal. I'm like this. I'm so honored and privileged to to just wow. You know. Yeah. Uh, excuse me one second. I'm trying to set something up here. Quick, but yeah. Today, Andy, while you set that up, um, yeah, as a fellow uh, female poet out there, I know you write a lot about the female experiences. That's kind of like your, one of your go-tos. Um, honestly, like you've definitely influenced a lot of like my work in the beginning of, you know, trying to figure this out and prompts. I mean, your prompts really set me off. I really want to, why don't we, can we go right into like, you're like a prompt queen. Like every month you come up with these incredible prompts. Can you talk about like, where did that come from? Word. Um, I, I really try and just, you know, I, I try to make it as possible. I've been writing since I was about 10. So I try to kind of pull from, you know, just imagery wise to try and make them as visually stimulating as possible. Um, but just, you know, and I have a stockpile of phrases that I've come up with and thought of that I just have written down and in my notes app, um, you know, and I try to go to. What's your go-to phrase that you know, that's the lowest, that's the lowest phrase right there. Oh gosh. Um, I don't, oh man, that's a hard one. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do it to you because it, it has to do with probably something with nature or something with, you know, powerfulness and stuff like that. Bloom is a big one for me. Yeah. It just, it's not necessarily a phrase. It's more of a word, but that's, yeah. And that's, that, that, you know, floral imagery is something that I've always tried incorporate in my books um yeah yeah you can't see it because it's probably backwards but the first book um we're going to talk about her books i know andy's got a whole uh set of questions for her um but apothecary blooms i know that's your first book and we're going to talk about all of your books i know you have four right now one uh your most recent one symptoms of a wallflower that came out in december of 21 um but you you might have some stuff that hopefully you'll be sharing with us um pretty soon right yeah i'm I'm um, in the process of compiling my manuscript for my next book that I'm hoping to debut in the fall. Ooh. Andy, it's an exclusive. <laughs> Uh-oh. We got an exclusive. Uh -oh. AM Square got an exclusive. We have another one, the fifth. The fifth, fifth book coming out, manuscript inset, hopefully this fall. Um, Andy, are you all set up? Because I, I know you want to yeah. uh, get into this. Yeah, so... um. Okay, so the computer-wise, everything was fine until then. It's like, of course, right? Well, I'm about to like, okay, here. I said, all right, so let's do it this way. And I'll just have to re-record it this way later on after the live. So I'm like, okay, 
But yeah, it's fine. Um, yeah, we're good here now. Um, so for those who just joining us, um, I wasn't expecting this to happen this way. But hey, you know what? Maybe it was meant to be. But I will, because I'll be able to record this again, and then I'll rebroadcast it later on tonight. So I'm still gonna rebroadcast it later on tonight with no issue. It's just um, I don't know what happened with the whole pre-recording process, but it's whatever. It is what it is. Because fans want to actually talk to you live, Lois. They want to come <laughs> and ask questions to you live. So, Andy, what was the first thing I know that I wanted to hear about this uh, new thing? Patreon, like what is this about? Um, Why Patreon? Yes, and because you you really were uh, really showcasing that this is maybe a great move for not just you but some of us others out here. So why Patreon? And what Um, is it? So it's basically a subscription service where you know creatives can create exclusive content and give people access to content that's not necessarily on Instagram. Um, like for me, for instance, I'm, I'm still doing my prompts on Instagram, but I'm also creating a set and there's, there's, it's a smaller chunk of prompts. It's maybe like five or six prompts, but they're more in depth, a lot of, you know, thought and research into them and things like that. Um, you know, and I have a newsletter where it's just basically like a life update updates on my book, um, coming up as well as I decided to kind of, I don't know if, um, Angela, if you, um, are familiar with the poet binge that I used to do a while back. Yes, I am familiar with that. So I'm kind of shifting that over to my Patreon. So we're at, we're, you know, the interview responses on a video on my poet Mm -hmm. binge, it's in my newsletter. So it's a writer limelight on the newsletter. And then I do a video on, um, on one of my other tiers reading their work. Um, to kind of expose their work. Because, yes, I was saying, I miss hearing you, those monthly, monthly Lois, you know, reads. I I mean, that that was definitely something I wanted to bring up, too. So I'm hearing from you that Patreon is kind of giving more exclusive content for some people who maybe were familiar with your work or maybe new fans of your work can get more exclusive content there. It is a subscription what, why would someone, because again, I'm, I'm coming at it from completely ignorance. Like I've, I've heard of Patreon. I've heard of some people say, move over to Patreon. You're saying this is actually a benefit for all of us community wise, because if we are going to that subscription area, perhaps we're going to generate more, what connection, uh, community or validation or legitimacy. That, that as well as, you know, um, something that I really, really want to do, and I would have to be on Patreon for a while, <laughs> because I, the, the tiers that I have are, you know, $3, $5, and $10 a month. I, in the future, I would like to host my own poetry retreat that's for moms. Okay. Um, um, that's just kind of a goal of mine, is to be able to fully fund you know a poetry retreat for moms that kind of need a getaway but also to you know kind of help um me along and and other creative things that i want to do um but it's just another form of support um on top of my books and things like that um but it's also i wanted to you know kind of shift my creatives my writing creative side and do more visual creativity you know with putting things together like my newsletter and stuff like that because it's something i really enjoy um so um yeah but also us you know a sense of community outside of instagram too you know yeah 
I know, Andy, that's what you were talking about, that we were lacking some of that from before. You want to comment yeah. on that, Andy? Yeah, no, yeah, no, no. So uh, I spoke to some of the people already. Um, I started, you know, even though the podcast, um, even though I like some of, some of the episodes I do live here and I, I, I put the audio on the podcast, but I have been expanding to YouTube where I already have the rebranding rebranded re i said rebranded so rebranded version of this podcast on youtube already like obviously when this is done i'll have that up there too um i found a way to broadcast this live on youtube as well now so i'm just like experimenting with stuff but it's just all about putting our words out there in a way that it's never been done before and i feel like for, for a long time the 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 art the authenticity behind it has been lost for so long and I want to help restore that where like like when we was doing the live with Arthur last week it was just phenomenal because it was different it was intimate and it was so amazing and to me I just feel like we need to get back to the the, the beauty of our words I feel like nowadays everything you, you go everywhere everything's all like you know dance and flashing and all this other stuff but I'm like what about poetry what about art because I feel like it's very underrated if I could do stuff even outside of Instagram that yeah this is part of it but there's also YouTube there's these podcast platforms I could submit to then hey you know and that's really what it is you know um I mean I, I it's funny you talked about the whole retreats for moms because um um I mean I don't want to give too much yet because it's still in the worst but my wife and I are working on a podcast ourselves um where we're going to talk about marriage, being a parent. We're going to talk about the, the good, the bad, the ugly. And, you know, like what it, what it really is. Because you go on Instagram today, everything's all, they're all dolled up with the kids in their hand. Like, oh, look. But it's like, no one really talks about, you know, the realities of it. Let's be real. Right. Like, being a parent is not easy, you know, especially when you're just having a child for the first time and just dealing with, postpartum yeah. and stuff and, like that and it's and, like they don't talk about right. that and, and my wife went through yeah. a lot and we're gonna touch on stuff like that i don't want to give too much away yeah, but this Andy, is the stuff I we're gonna talk about yeah and i hate to cut you off Andy, but that leads me right into this point right for lois right there like again you talk about your real source of inspiration really does come into like your own personal experience with your family and stuff like that um, your own experience as a woman and your vision, you know, this who you are. I think you're so authentic with your voice. That's why us as readers respond to you. And I think we're both kind of similar as we like to talk dark, but we also have a romantic with that dark. So it's not dark, deep, depressing necessarily. It's almost like a love affair that we have with this dark side that we hide from our real selves, but it's in our writing and our art. So can you right. talk about your inspiration? And then let's get into like your first book up through leading into, um, if you're just joining us, she announced we are having a fifth book coming out this fall, manuscript already in place, super excited, exclusive. So let's, yeah, go ahead, Lois. Talk about inspiration as far as leading up to where we're gonna go as far as sharing some of your work. Um, so um, I didn't start writing poetry. I've always written, but I didn't, my writing didn't start verging on poetry until November of 2018, just before I started my Instagram account. Okay. Wow, really? Mm -hmm. I know you said uh, you've been writing since 10, but really, wow, that's impressive. And I have, wow. an, art, I have an art history degree, so I, it's, you know, I've always been in that kind of artsy field, but I, you know, art history is more direct, more blunt, more informational kind of writing, whereas poetry, you get to be creative with it. Um, and we, um, we had experienced a child loss just before Thanksgiving in 2018, and I was just trying to kind of bleed it all out. Mm -hmm. And I 
I was on Instagram. I had a personal Instagram. I'm like, let me open up and not, you know, just a separate one and just start sharing. And I hadn't, you know, no intention of growing it into anything. And I just, that's where Brian Edwards live came into play. And Sandra, um, you know, read my work live for the first time. And I was like, holy crap, this is really, really cool. Um, So it kind of just snowballed from there. And, you know, I write about my family, I write about my husband, you know, about, you know, my overall appreciation of nature, just, it's kind of just a mishmash of different things. So let's talk about this first book, Apothecary Bloom, which um, Lois has been so gracious. She's going to let me read a little bit from there. But because um, this came out November 18, 2019. So this is talking about right when you first started. It sounds like there might be some of this um, thing that we want to express here. Um, if you haven't checked out Apothecary Bloom, you still can um, through her webpage. And you can get it on Am- um, I was at Amsterdam. That's not even a thing. Um, Amazon. Um, but in this book, you have it in three kind of, uh, what do you, uh, period? periods or, or sections um, in this book, um, rose-colored glasses, when petals falter, and root rot. How did you construct this book? So we're going to go into each of your books. So I was trying to replicate the life cycle of a rose um, from blooming to kind of wilting to death. Um, and so, you know, I tried to, you know, um, organize those chapters into kind of, you know, more lighthearted poetry to kind of in between and then dark poetry mm-hmm. um, kind of, you know, mirror the, the life cycle of a rose. Um, but it was um, a compilation of a, a lot of my work from when I first started my, you know, my account leading up until the point when I published. Um, so um, yeah, it's. So this was like your first book where you um, kind of like, wow when it first came out with how incredible like it was received and stuff like that because i mean the community really responds to you so like when that first came out like that's probably a moment of pride like your whole family probably was like wow because again i don't have anything that i can tangibly touch of my work we can touch this we can purchase that i mean again we're not here for the money we're here for the work and the artwork but like that's a moment of freaking pride so can you talk on that before we go into some selections in here um i mean coming from a Hispanic family, having my book published and, you know, obviously I self-published, but still, it's still, you know, it's still a physical format of your writing. Um, my, hu- my husband helped me put it together. I did the photography, you know, we went on defont.com and found the font and everything. And my parents were super supportive. So like having that book in physical format in my hands was just, it was unbelievable. Um, you know, and my, my husband's a massive supporter of, you know, you know, he helped me put it together, you know? Yeah. So, that's incredible. My parents and my sister, my husband, um, you know, my husband's family as well. It was just, it's, it's, it's amazing. It was amazing. And I wasn't expecting the response to that book that I got. Um, yeah, it, it was a huge success as far as everybody just really responding. I, I want to read real quickly just a couple pages. And then I know, Andy, you had some comments that I know would really respond to this. So let me you just take care of that. I took the words out of my mouth, by the way, because I yeah. had some questions, but you kind of, without realizing it, you kind of just pretty much said some things. I'm like, oh, you already, you already answered my question. So now I'm like, she, uh, okay. So I just want to get to really honoring our guest work. Um, I'm going to read just a quick couple of pages because uh, the way this book is really thrown together, like she explained, it's like a life cycle of a rose. I'm going to read a couple of pages, 106 to 110, which is the end of when petals falter, which leads into root rot, if that's okay with you, Lois. Um, so starting with 106. And when she fell, 
All the earth felt her fade. The trees bled their leaves. The rivers went dry. Bird songs went quiet. The clouds thinned. The flowers dried their petals. The stars dimmed to mere whispers of light. The rain even wept at the touch of her death. And every angel closed their wings in mourning. For hers was a beauty brought from heaven to keep the world alive. Forlorn sobs of a downward soul. And only he can procure the antidote to the ailments of her heart. Nightfall. I speak in tones of white and black, compressing syllables into indecipherable speech, a cadence only known to the rain, sunrise. I forfeit the dead and their songs from the furnace in my ribs, brush my teeth and spit stars from my mouth, and these eyes see in color once again. And on days when he tasted the minty sorrow of December, I knew where to press my mouth when his soul lay slumped over. She wrote best in the rain when her heart bled open, writing only to reach you. Where were you when the sky stopped crying? So again, those were kind of a little bunch of micro, like I didn't want to just have one. I wanted to kind of put a bunch together as we kind of felt the mood as we kind of cascaded towards the end of that middle section. Because again, there's so many of these slivers of real powerful emotion, whether it's a soft, or a hard, or with a deep sadness, or even like a hope. Like again, you really do create that life cycle. And I don't, we could spend a whole hour on just the first <laughs> one, but I, I know that there's so many more that we want to talk about. And I know that you wanted to share some pieces from some of your other books yes. as well. But um, Andy, was there anything that we didn't get a chance to talk about as far as, as the first book or leading into her going into her work? No, um, it's like I said, um, you pretty much took the words out of my mouth. I'm really speechless right now because, again, it's like what you said. Like, every it's like I told you, and I've said it in every live I've done. Like, the way you write, it's not like, okay, I feel sad. No, like, you're describing what the sadness feels like. You're describing, like, detail, but you, you use words that a lot of people let's say certain people wouldn't typically use. And I love that about you. And it's just like, whoa, like, it's like, it's like the way you just broke that down, Angela, was just, it just made sense, you know? So again, I, you, well, it's you. like you took over this thing. <laughs> so I'm like, uh, I don't know what to say. Cause Angela is just. You're driving, <laughs> I'm navigating and we're honoring our guest here. So let's go in. Um, so did you, where, I know you had some stuff that you wanted to read specifically, but your next book comes out May 27th, 2020. Um, that's kind of like, Annie, I know this is kind of like your topic du jour of like that at, after COVID in the middle of COVID moment. Because again, we're talking, we're out of, we're, we're, March is really where it hits us here in the United States. May, we're talking, we're kind of like feeling like we may be coming out of it. I know your poetry has nothing to necessarily do with that. But again, you're putting out a second book, a second tangible thing, your family surrounding you. Um, Exhale the flora. Can you talk about like the construction of that book? So, <clears throat> um, in April of 2020, I uh, experienced death in a very, very traumatic way. Um, and I had started putting my book together. And after that, um, I was kind of pinballing back and forth between wanting to finish the manuscript because I was in such a dark place. Um, and because of, you know, the shutdown, we're kind of forced um, into this sense of isolation rather than kind of spiraling out of control I used that experience to finish my manuscript and I pushed through um, I was completely I was thinking of completely scrapping it or just waiting to a different time to actually um, put that book together but um, it 
I don't know, the universe was just like, you need to, you need to, you need to work through this pain. Um, and so yes, yes. The book is very, very dark poetry. Um, um, and again, my husband helped me put this one together. Um, I did the photography for it. Um, so this, this one, um, was, was very difficult for me to, to, you know, um, gather, but the words just kind of spilled out of me. I know a lot of poets in the community, there was kind of this polar opposite where some felt that was, that was when they were the most creative during 2020. Right. And then other people felt like there was just this dry spell where they just couldn't, um, where that's when I had to step out. I had to step away for a while. Like my whole family, we had to pull out because there was some stuff just not happening it really was, well at the time. So yeah, it was, it was my stuff, Lois. It was my stuff, you know? Yeah. Um, so, um, but do you, do you feel like this is almost the most rewarding though, because it was so painful, but you made it through that now you have, can honor that. You can honor that difficult time with some sort of success do you feel like you almost have almost uh like this even though it was so oh, I almost threw it out now you must love it even more because I of that do. um out of out of my you know my four books that I have so far I would say this one and more petals perish are the ones that I am the most proud of this That's one wonderful. because it was for me to put out there and I know a lot of the a lot of the words I know without knowing exactly what happened, people might not necessarily understand it to its full potential, but it was still important for me to get, get it out. Um, you know, and it, you know, yeah, I love this book. I think this one's my favorite cover. I love this cover. Um, because my favorite oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> I love purple. <laughs> Had these little weeds growing in our backyard and I was like, I'm just gonna, yeah. <laughs> yeah. In case, in case there are people who I may have joined us, I'm kind of doing a tea theme for our uh, Lois because I know she loves a, like a tea party kind of a theme. Oh, but uh, you're, are you going to share something from this book, Lois? Is this something you're going to share? Okay, let's go ahead and hear, hear this. Uh, I'm, I'm only reading one, but it's on page 59. Page 59. <clears throat> Little crimson box, tinged with sable bones, housing dusty trinkets from tiny black hearts unfairly neglected on a shelf with vintage books, sister to careworn vinyls and lipstick smeared letters, decaying Polaroids of cobweb kisses reflecting the husk of young souls, two ghosts writing in the guise of happy endings, bloated hearts overwatering the slines of roasted blooms, starry dark dreams of hearts on strings, dates and shows and rings and remembrances of all the times we fell, that secret season of sprawled heartbeats sleeping in our little crimson casket. Wow. Wow. I, I need a second. Andy, I need you to go first. You're going to have to go first because I need a minute here. No. Um, wow. Uh, wow. So, talk, talk. So, okay. okay. Wow. Like, <laughs> damn. I heard, I heard a lowest word. It was bloom. I heard a bloom. I, are gonna laugh though <laughs> so so okay walk me through the process of the, the all right the time you took that pen and started writing this piece walk me through that process i'm curious to know where your mind was at when you recorded this i mean when you um wrote this piece so for one of our anniversaries or it was it was it was a special occasion. I can't remember if it was for an anniversary or if it was if it was for my husband's birthday. I want to say it was for an anniversary. Um, I made a um, a memory box 
for my husband and I, um, I was at Walmart <laughs> in the arts and crafts section and there was this little wooden box that could spin. And so, um, one year and I went to Dragon Con and we dressed as a nerdy version of Harley Quinn and Joker. And Aww. so I read in black and, and it's a memory box and it has our pictures on each side of it. It's almost like a cube, but it spins. And then inside we have random, random things from all of these years that we've been together. And so it's basically a description of that memory box, but it's written in dark, you know. I don't know if you can see, no, it's still backwards. I want a picture, I want to see the picture of that. Of you guys, so I, that seems like just an amazing picture of the two of you guys. Just probably so happy in that picture. Just in, in your element, so to speak, you know. Um, but I so love, I love your imagery in that, especially again that romanticism with the macabre. It, you know, again, I think we have a similar. A lot of us do have a similar affinity towards you know botany and biology, where there is beauty in death and death is necessary and death really does bring new life and I think we believe in those cycles and I think I see a lot of those naturalistic cycles throughout a lot of your work from you know our first book as we go on to after that so um Andy any other thoughts on, on no no on, I'll just um, say um you pretty much nipped it in the bud but um <laughs> pretty much which, about death I, I on botany i like that andy you're smart i love you smart man he's always smart but that was good andy <laughs> no so as far as death yes um it, it makes sense i i feel like for me i like I'll, I'll use my dad as an example because i this is yeah. just a perfect example for me um like i feel like you i learn a lot more about myself and my dad's life after he passed away rather than he was alive so you said something earlier about being in a hispanic household um, i don't know if the experience was the same i know I, I would like to think maybe it was similar but i know with me growing up with 1950s puerto ricans they um silent generation they didn't really talk much about like what we're talking about like mental health or depression so it was one of those things like my emotions my you know, how I felt about things was not really allowed. We were, it was just forbidden to talk about. And it's interesting that after my father passed away, because he, he was actually the reason I started writing poetry as well. Um, I used to always see him in his room writing, even though I don't really, I didn't really read Spanish like that. But one day I just stumbled around his stuff because my mom had got moved on to like another uh, one bedroom apartment because in public housing, like if you have a two bedroom, someone dies or whatever the reason is, then they move you to another, you know, they transfer you to a one bedroom. Uh, and, you know, I'm helping my mom move out of the old apartment to the new apartment, and I'm looking at my father's piece. I've never actually read, and it's funny because I could read something in Spanish, but, like, to actually say it out loud, I, I can't. It's weird, but in my mind, I could read along with it, and I, did, and I was telling author this to in the live, like, I didn't realize how much hurt my father had, you know, how much mental health crap my father went through, but because he never talked about it, it's like you, it's like after he passed away, that's when I learned more about him. I'm like, wait, it's very similar, but I'm just like, why couldn't he not, not talk? To, like, I understand he came from a time, but it's just like, this is well, stuff like I, I would have loved to understand. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's funny how during, it's after the death, that's when you learn more about a person or about a thing. And it's, it's crazy. I mean, I, I don't know. What do, you, what do you think about that? Did I kind of go well, all over yeah, the place? I, if I did, I'm sorry. Lois, you share a similar heritage as well. Like, did you have similar experiences, or what is your um, 
relationship with the Spanish language if you have a, a relationship with it. Because my family, I, I, I'm not personally, but my, I have siblings that are half Colombian. And I wish I had a connection to that side of that family, even though it's not a part of me, per, like bloodline wise, I wish I had that. So I don't know if you wanted to speak on that at all or? Um, well, as far as the language, I, my Spanish is horrible. When my parents came to the States, they were trying to learn English. And so my dad makes a joke that he learned English by watching Three's Company when they moved to the U.S. Um, but <laughs> my parents were parts on their sleeves. So mm -hmm. they, as far as emotions and things like that, they, they, they have never been closed off. And just because oh, wow. we, my, my family has, you know, struggled through, you know, mental health issues, there have been a lot of hospitalizations and things of that mm -hmm. nature in that atmosphere, you're kind of forced to talk about your emotions. And so all of us, with the exception of my mother, have all been to rehab. And so we're very used to talking to anybody about our experiences, our, you know. And that's our... powerful. That's important because a lot of people need to hear that because we are, a lot of us are suffering and we don't know that that's really a viable option for us, you know, and we might need to take that option as going into a place like that. And that's okay. So right. I thank you for sharing that. Yeah. No, no, yeah, word. Um, so much respect for you for that, because it's like you said, I'm, and that's that's what's, that's awesome that you were able to have that. Where, like, say, someone like myself didn't really have that growing up like that. I think it, it comes to shock. Yeah, again, see, but now we can honestly say, yeah, not. Uh, like I, I don't want to. I don't. How do I say this without sounding weird? But um. When it comes to Hispanic culture, it's good to know, okay, so that's not all Hispanic culture that's like that. That's good to know that because I wasn't 100% sure because it seems like every Hispanic I've come across, it was a similar upbringing in that, you know, shush thing. And the fact that you said what you said, I was like, oh, okay, that's good to know that, okay, you guys are a little bit more open. That's good because I think yeah. people need to know that. And did that experience and sharing that experience, did that come into your work? Because I know like the next book actually where Petals Perish comes out right after November 25 in the same year, 2020. So is that where some of this work comes through into this piece as well? I, I did not want to cut you off about you speaking on that, your experience there. No. So like about ha having your mental, you know, talking about mental health and being an advocate, because again, with this Instagram and having social media, now we're actually saying, oh, it's not just me. And reading each other's work, even though it might not be the same, we are feeling similar things. And that's what really is connecting us. So please speak on that. Um, I mean, as far as this, the, the, the book afterward, it's definitely, you know, more of that kind of, you know, um, trying to, to showcase the emotions in a very, very open way. Um, mm -hmm. But in this book specifically, it's more so um, in line with my experience as a special needs mom, which is, you know, something that um, is wasn't easy for me to write and put out there as well. But um, that I was hoping this is that important. other moms important. like to um you know because in you know and it was in the same year of 2020 i had to do digital learning and so trying to navigate my daughter's education in in the midst of covid um with i don't want to say wow. a little help but it was can you talk on that can you please talk because i was on the other side of that i i'm an intervention specialist at the high school level um in my real life where i work and it was very difficult because my students sometimes couldn't actually get on the computer right. and I couldn't get to them at all. So please, can you talk about that on your side? Because you're also, your child is younger. So it was all almost on your shoulders. I, I saw, I went through a deep depression during that time as an educator and as a mom of a pair of teenage daughters at the time. So right. please talk on that because especially since that book is reflective um, of that. Oh. Andy, go ahead. 
No, no, I was going to say, no, you guys are just really hitting home for me because during, uh, once the, because the shutdown for me, I don't know, I, I think everybody had a different day, but March 20th, it's funny because it's about to be tomorrow, 20th, um, that's when the shutdown happened for me, and um, I feel like when it came to children, that was, because my, my son was born a year before, and it seemed like every child around that time had a lot of speech delays because my son has ASD. And it was just a struggle because there was no school. There was no nothing. There was no interaction with kids. All the parks were closed. Like, when I went to go see my mom one time, going through Times Square, I never saw Times Square so empty in my oh life. Oh, my God. One of my, like, my, it was, our wedding photographer took a photograph of the city of Atlanta with the shutdown, and it was it was terrifying. It looked like, um, I don't know if y'all have seen um, The Walking Dead. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Comic books are way better. Exactly, like like that it was yeah haunting, haunting so i know exactly it, yeah it's crazy to me and it's so interesting because i feel like 2021 and um, wait 2020 2021 oh god tongue twister here um i will say this about this and then you'll just go on with your day i apologize i just really want to get this point out i feel like those years i feel like a lot of exposure happened in that way like not just in the poetry community but like in the life i don't know how say that but um i feel like we saw a lot of true colors happen like you know whether it's the, the, the black lives matter oh, um even great. there was a lot of scandals going on but then even the poetry community the good thing about that was i guess like the poetry community everyone was going live people were flourishing more because i saw poets that i never even met before until this thing happened so i guess in the good aspect of it this was a flourishing thing yeah. i noticed but can we go back to you as a mom during this time? Because again, uh, I I could not uh, imagine how difficult that was for you. Um, so you know, at the time, you know, my little girl was in preschool. She's mm -hmm. she got her diagnosis when she was seventeen and a half months old, mm -hmm. which is very very early. Um, and so, you know, she, you know, we had pulled her out because something, you know, something happened that was concerning to us. So we were kind of trying to figure out what was going on. Her and you had to do what's best for her. Yeah, her, her, her speech was very limited. And so, you know, something happened, we were, we pulled her out and then we put her back in and then COVID happened. Um, and so she was in a self-contained classroom with other autistic children like herself. Mm -hmm. um, and so when it was fully digital, there were only two other girls um, in that setting and we were meeting yeah every day for like 20 minute sessions. And so she was having OT at the time, um, yeah. had massive struggles with fine motor skills, anything having to do with handwriting, cutting, uh -huh. like, yeah. like that, that was very difficult. And, um, you know, because they weren't seeing her physically in the classroom, they couldn't see how, how limited progressing. Yeah. And so it was just very difficult to navigate those class meetings because her attention span she couldn't sit she no. just couldn't oh, and, and you can't and mm. it's, it's so and you're and I, I mean i can't speak for a child at all but that's not a classroom and if you're not used to school itself you're in your own home that is not a place where i need to sit or i need to do that i'm at home where i play or i get to be with mom or i get to be with my brother you know and stuff like that so oh, it's yeah. very difficult completely especially again we're talking with a student who has differences in getting to where we need to be. So we right. have to figure out what's that navigation that's gonna get your child to, you know, where we want the, you know, the best opportunities. And it's very difficult when you can't be face to face. So 
you had to be the advocate at the time. Right. And yeah. something that I tried to to scream <laughs> at her at her education team, which I don't think they fully understood, even even though it was a special needs teacher, was that right. I said you have to understand that there's the the sensory input of of, you know, um, you know, distance learning is so different than what you get in a classroom because you have the other kiddos that are talking through the, the screen and the teacher trying to talk. They're not their mics and things like that. And then the, the, the sounds in the home, the lights, mm -hmm. and all mm -hmm. of the but that she process to try and focus during those classes. Right. Awful for her. It was oh, so difficult. It, it, it really, I could not imagine again, because you're also talking preschool age too. So this is brand <laughs> Brand new, brand new to the whole experience. Like I, I had a friend who her son was in kindergarten during this time. And again, how do you understand what school is when that is your first experience of school? Wow. And again, I, I, no, I, I, I struggled true. with it. But uh, did, um, as far as like, I, I know we wanted to share some more work of yours before. I, I know we're, um, um, were you going to share I just wanted to. this? Okay, go ahead, Amy. No, I'm sorry. I don't know. I just wanted to say everything again. You guys are really hitting like you guys are really hitting home for me. I I know because my son did um do early intervention and it was around that time. But everything you just said, that's exactly the frustration my wife had because it was the whole okay, have him do this, have him do that. But it's like it's because you're not like the setting in the classroom or in the place, rather than, like doing things behind like the Zoom meetings and stuff like that. It's not the same. It's so true what you said. That's why when you guys were talking about that. And I, I think what I enjoy about this is the fact that you're talking about it as a mother and then Angela, you're talking about it as a teacher, as someone on the other side. So right. that's like I'm now I'm seeing both sides for the first time. Like, okay, yeah. I only saw it from my wife's perspective. For I'm sure. seeing it from your perspective as well. So you guys together talking about about that and then me with my experience and seeing what my wife's struggle had to go through because my son's still speech delayed to this day uh, I mean it's a lot better but it's still yeah. that struggle and, and it's like now that he's going to school now he's on the school bus now he's doing the thing but it's like the behavior aspect of it it's yeah. true like it's hard for a child to just stand still I mean yeah, okay hey do that no it's not adult, the same struggle. I struggle as an adult I struggle oh no I, dude I, 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 I struggle too I'm not an I tell people no, like, I'm I don't not. know how to be around humans no, anymore. But... I was diagnosed with, with ADHD, and I was also diagnosed with schizotypal personality disorder, so I can't stand still for a long time. Like, even though I'm, I'm a lot better than I was maybe, like, five years ago, but still, like, to be there for, like, a long time, that is hard. <laughs> so that's why I sympathize with my son. I'm like, okay, I get it, because I've been here before. So the difference between me me and my father was okay my father didn't really i didn't have that guidance like that even though he was always over my life i had that experience now i can share that experience with my wife I say hey babe this is what i went through i take what i remember and hopefully this works i'll give little things here and there and it helps a little bit so it's like i'm seeing it from a whole bigger circle and again so much respect yeah. for you guys because yeah. i'm like oh snap yeah. and like this is cut you off but you do such a great job you give me such great questions for our guests so well with, with um your uh, your daughter here do you see things from her though like uh from that kind of fall from your genetic uh traits as far as like is she really into art and photography and follows you around when you're like outside taking photos does she kind of follow into that creative suits do you see that side of her i'm she sure loves she just shows she loves she music, like loves to read. That's something that, you know, in the early stages when I was trying to get her to speak, I was using the PEX system. I don't mm -hmm. know if you're familiar with that. Um, no, but I'm sure it's, I've seen some other things. 
Yeah, um, to try and get her to speak, but I constantly read to her, even if it wasn't necessarily sinking in right away. So yeah. she loved, um, and she loves flowers. Um, she loves music. She's not necessarily too much into like crafty and artsy things, but she loves to write as well. Um, she's that, well, there you go. That's on PBS Kids. She's got a crush on the crap. Uh, so she's been writing them letters and you know uh -huh. yeah she's drawing pictures now that she now that she can you know she's able yeah to... she's working on that yeah that's great yeah um but yes there's definitely an artsy side of her for sure absolutely yeah. of course and i know that um, there is another one you have a younger son right yeah uh, she and she good uh, in the back being so good um how is she with the him um i'm sure she's just an incredible sister yes yes or not quite it took it my to it first she was like i wanted a sister and i'm like i'm sorry we're done <laughs> <laughs> I, I have two girls i've two i've always wanted a son but i have two girls and yeah i was too too we couldn't roll the dice for to get a to get another girl no 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 <laughs> so i understand that yeah they're they really really are they really mm -hmm. are they're and they're they love so each other i know that's uh because i i know we're getting close to when uh our, our Wait, um, somebody had a yeah. question, though, oh, in the yes. comments. Oh, good. Um, this is from Jen, your man. And it says, Lois, do you have any advice to new poets? Um, That's a great question. I would, this is actually um, a piece of advice that I, I read from um, one of the responses to the um, poetry next month on my Patreon is read different poets that you don't know about. Um, Poets.com okay. is wonderful website um because it i could actually introduce me to a poet that i wasn't familiar with um and that and you know um reading other poets on instagram and trying to or writing in different formats and you know different styles um i've been lately i've been trying to write more from like a very very just real human perspective as opposed to you know using super super flowery language like i have in the past like my you know my past three books yes. Symptoms of a wallflower, or yeah. of a wallflower. Yeah. And I want to get that style mm -hmm. um, of writing. Um, but try to write every day, even if it's not a complete piece, even just if it's one line, something every day to kind of keep your creative juices flowing is probably okay. the best. Book. So let's talk about that uh, fourth book. It's not the last book because I know we're working on the manuscript currently for a fall release. Uh, symptoms of a wallflower. So um, we is this kind of a different theme here? Because we went from uh, the apothecary bloom, which follows the life cycle of a flower and some flower language of emotion. Mm -hmm. We go into Exhale of the Flora, which is a really uh, a, a book that almost got scrapped because of how um, severe some of the situations outside of writing, dealing with that loss and, and, and dealing with some emotion. Then we go into Where the Petals Perish, where we have a real uh, look at what what it's like to not just be a mother, but to probably be a mother of, you know, something that you didn't necessarily know what was going to happen and how to deal with these kinds of things. So then you talked about your daughter being a huge influence with that. And then we have January, I'm sorry, December 11th, 2021, Symptoms of a Wallflower gets published. That's the most recent one. Tell us about that one. This one is actually not super special as far as, you know, the yeah. thought going into it. It's more of a generalized compilation of, um, um, poems that I had archived that I just wanted to see. In so print. what? We need it, a, a great, a greatest hits. Yeah. So that's going to be the idea for my, my fifth book too. It's going to okay. be of, of, you know, poems that are archived that nobody's seen in more than a year Ooh. that I just, um, 
but yeah, a lot of these are prompt based pieces and I have my index, you know, in there with, you know, all the people who, you know, who gave me the prompts and things like that or uh -huh. after or after poems in here as well. Um, and this is my longest book. This one's fat. <laughs> uh, well, good. We need, we need a lot more Lois. Yeah. We need Lois in our lives. Thanks. Um, is there something from there you can read? Because I definitely yep. want to hear more about more your work. Yes, it is on page 52. 52. Yep, wonderful. And again, this is from published December 11th, 2021, with hopefully a new fall release coming out, friends. And again, you can get all of these still on Amazon if you haven't updated your collection. Thank you. Thank you. That was sweet. We got to support each other because that's the point. You got to read every day. We got to support each other. That's creativity breeds creativity, which breeds. Cre we're bringing it back. I was like, you're one of our all-star OGs. Like we're doing this because of you. Because we remember, yeah, we need you back. I want to read. I want to have a night where we, me and you read back and forth. Because you're incredible. Like we need would, you back in this life. I would. Let's do that. Sure. All right. We'll sign. We'll do something. Okay. Okay. Go, this is page 59. 52. Okay. 52, sorry, thank you. I almost put the wrong page 52. number. 52, putting it on there. Um, this one's titled, What I Love About Us. We cannot stay angry with one another. You never yell, I never yell. No kill shots, no raised hands. We speak our pieces with respect. Even on nights when our blood burns with crimson and ash, we never make it to rage. And if you or I leave, there's an absence in our bed that drives blades through our heart. We're a unit, not the one nor the other can bear the distance it forces between our flesh. And it is always mere moments before one of us says, come back to bed. And we always do. You holding me, holding you, letting go of argument until morning. I love your messiness, secretly, the collection of you in the house, your cologne trailing from a sweaty bathroom mirror after you before work, the shirts you were deciding between that you never hung back in the closet. And my frustration only lasts seconds until I remember you were just here. Your absence and your presence simultaneously felt. I love that my indecisiveness drives you mad, but it makes you laugh every time. I am a Gemini. I love that you take forever to tell stories. My impatience with stories is the worst. But the animation on your face when trying to make me laugh keeps me listening. I love how we love our daughter, that while she is different, we simply see our daughter. And on days when we venture out as a family and she forgets herself over this or that and breaks, we take turns carrying her weight on our shoulders and stand together. But mostly I love the way we saw each other first. I was broken wearing a, blue, a blouse of flowers. You remember the one. It looked like a painting. I told you so when you gathered the courage to speak to me for the first time. You refused to meet my eyes, but I knew. We're a unit, you see. I merely subtracted partner until forever stained us both. All right, obviously we need to talk about that. I, I almost lost it a few times. I'm gonna lose it a little bit now. Obviously that's about like your your rock, your supporter. Um, obviously, can you talk about that? Because he's also a little bit of a creative as well. Um, I know that times can be tough to both be almost creative and also you know, when one person maybe is a little bit, you know, putting more tangible things together, can that disrupt things, especially when you're running a household? I know marriage is tough all the way around, but like, obviously you love, the love because of those quirks, because of those things that should irritate you is why there's that love that, I'm, that's what I really felt from that. And again, I'm trying not to lose it because 
It's so it's like it's you know how it is. Marriage is like you know it's all tough and stuff like that. So talk on that. Let me shut up and let you actually speak on that. We drive each other crazy. <laughs> um, we peck at each other like like chickens. Um, but you know we we really do make it work. Because um, you know your situation is tough. It's tough. I mean, being married in general is tough. Having children is tough. But also having a lot, you know, you're dealing with loss, like recent loss. You dealt, you know, you were not uh, shy about sharing mental illness. Because, uh, again, that's a genetic history. That is not. Also dealing with some other stuff. How can you, how do you guys overcome that stuff and still be able to showcase that in this creative field? Uh um, you know, we have our moments. I know a lot of people, like I've, we've, uh, I've been told a couple of times, like y'all are the power couple, y'all are a dream team. And yeah, yeah. Yeah, but you haven't seen us behind closed doors. True, true. Um, we drive each other crazy, but I mean, he, he's literally the only person I have. And I'm, when I, when I say this, I'm being genuine. I don't have physical friends here in Georgia. I just don't. Wow. One friend that I had growing up, we kind of just grew apart. And so he's basically... And, um, and just, you know, being a special needs mom, this is not to say that, you know, my daughter is a burden or anything like that. No, no, it's, it takes a lot more planning. When she needed the services and the care that she needed at, to the extent that she did, she was more important oh. than kind of, you know, social life or anything like that. And right. so that she came first they still come first. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, it's, it's kind of weird that like, my the social part of myself has kind of disappeared so i'm like this is the most social that i've been with people for you know for a while natural yeah but you know he it's it's a it's a, a road that he and i have navigated together and that we fought Happily. for her together whilst yeah. trying to you know you know being a parent is very is is hard in the sense that trying to maintain your sense of self outside of being a mom or being a dad you know so um you know we definitely call each other out on our shit constantly um him more so to me you know when i'm <laughs> my head about my body image and you know yeah well that's a good thing things like that but you know we you know he's my rock and i'm his and we we hold each other accountable and we try to be as strong as we can because it's just marriage isn't easy not everybody can make it work and we have fought through so many difficult times together and, and are we're, we're still we're still standing we still are but it's not without difficulty yeah. you know Andy, I think you mentioned this last time. Again, we, we just have to continue to keep sharing these things that are universal truths that we all know are universal truths. We're all struggling. We're all human. And we need to stop holding that back. And again, with our art and our writing, that's how we're really showcasing that. So like, Lois, I cannot thank you enough for being so bold and brazen. And, and even though it feels easy and for you to just say that what you know is true in your heart, but at times it's fucking hard to say things like that because yeah, you just no, don't want to that image. Yeah, I had to go for it. What do you, what do you yeah, think? no, it definitely, everything you said was so true because that's how it was with me and my wife too. But the good thing about me and my wife, what makes me and her good is like no matter what the circumstances are, we always communicate. Because communicate, again, my parents and my, we didn't really have communication like that in that way where me and my wife, we get it. And it's like, okay, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. If you're wrong, you're wrong. But at the end of the day, I'd be like, okay, babe, I'm sorry. You know, but it's like, I'm okay with that. And as like you said, uh, the social life thing, same thing with me and my wife too. Like once we got married and we had our son, and this is the only son I have, we can't even have another child. And it's just like, but this is what we got. This is what it is. Like he, it's like you said, my son comes first. Right. Everything else is secondary. Like it's like you said, same thing with me. Like this is the only socialist, socialness I have. You know, the fact that Angela came over 
you know, from uh, Cleveland. I'm sorry. This is the only social life I got because I'm trying to, like, this is the first time I'm actually trying to do something for myself this time because I had been that wife, that teacher, that mother, and it break into the point where I've, I've burnt the fuck out. And this is yeah. what I've tried to yeah. finally get for myself. So this is almost a self-discovery as opposed to, you know, like the opposite of you building that, you know, I kind of have to build myself up because I had given myself so far away, but that's not what I wanted to end with this. But uh, so book five, you said is going to be very similar to book four, where it's more of a compilation of things that maybe we have seen in the past or things that have been in your archives for a couple of years. So um, is it going to be about as long as our fourth book? No. Um, shorter. shorter. Uh, yeah, it's probably going to be shorter. Um, yeah. Okay. But still, it's going to be a compilation of all different things. The artwork selected. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, I also wanted to, again, circle back in case anybody was joining us in the live that might not watch us tonight in the replay. Again, uh, we spent some time at the beginning talking about Patreon, especially uh, Lois's Patreon, because she's showcasing a lot of more, um, I'm going to call it exclusive content. I know it's a little hoity-toity for you. I know it's not really exclusive, exclusive, because you're not a snob like that. But like she's sharing more of like the behind the scenes, those newsletters, those poetry um, things that she used, to, uh, poetry dives. I wanted almost said poetry dump, but I know that was the wrong term, <laughs> poetry dives. So again, like, um, you have options. So if we're a fan and we wanted to come to Patreon, we had options. Can you talk about that again? I know you touched briefly, but again, I want to make sure we're highlighting how people can get not just the work that we see on Instagram, but to really get the behind the scenes. Cause that's really where us as your fans and as a community, we want to get to. Um, so the, I have three tiers. Um, the first tier is, um, is the two Fridas cause I love Frida Kahlo. Oh yeah. Beautiful. It's yeah. Three bucks a month, but it's it's my newsletter, and that's where you'll kind of find um, probably stuff that I probably wouldn't disclose on Instagram. It's stuff that I've really taken time to, like, just updates on myself and things like that personally and my book mm -hmm. and then obviously the limelight uh -huh. um, where it's just the Q&A. And um, I've actually asked people to give me really lengthy answers because I want people, you know, to be able to get to yeah. And, you know, their inspiration, you know, their favorite books, their kind of, you know, what their writing setting is like and things like that. Um, awesome. And then. Um, so that's already a value right there. Already $3 a month. You're getting a lot of information that's going to help you already. So, wow, just the $3 a month. So what's the second tier? Because we want a little bit more. The second tier is Green Gables. Uh, um, and oh, it, my God. Anna Green Gables? Mm -hmm. Oh, my Love, 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 love. <laughs> All right. But anyways, go ahead. Let's, let's talk about that. Um, the, that, what dollar amount is that, that for a month? That um, has my, my newsletter and my writing my set of writing prompts for the month. Oh, the, the extra ones that are not on Instagram. These are like a five additional ones. So, you know, that's where, uh, you know, Angela Murray's going to want to check out because I <laughs> definitely jump on a prompt there. Andy, I think you do too. So you get extra prompts. And what else? And um, that's the, that's the uh, Green Gables tier. Okay. And then finally, there's an even bigger tier for even more, 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 more stuff. And what's extra there? Um, that one is called Lady Blue Tea. And that is my newsletter, my set of writing prompts. Um, I will acknowledge the people that are supporters of that tier in my next book on my acknowledgments page. Oh, okay. So you can still get into that, right? We can still, we still have time to get the Lady Blue Tea uh, tier and still get acknowledgement on the fifth one. Because we already know Lois is a seller sellout, you know, with our, all of those books. So. I just want to get that out there, even if they're coming to the live replay, because I want I want to make sure people can get a chance to get, jump on that, because I know a lot of people are going to want yes, that. Right? 
I will this will be, I will I will broadcast this again later on tonight for those who you know again yeah. this is a new thing we're doing so I'm excited for it. You're actually the first one that yeah. we're actually going to broadcast on Friday. So Lady Blue to you get an acknowledgement and additional to the monthly newsletter the additional prompts you will get an acknowledgement. Is there anything else that I may cut you off on? Yes, there's also going to be a video of the featured writer from my newsletter where I read their poetry. Okay. Um, just Ooh. And the sticker of the month, which I will mail out internationally, whether it's here in the States or internationally. Um, this is my sticker of the month for March. Oh my gosh, that's incredible. Yo, that, that wait, hold on. You I, did this yourself and everything that whole. Tilly. So you had help with this. So who helped do this? Because we want to make sure Tilly. they get credit as well. Tilly. Tilly and uh, is that a tell Tilly McGill's author or where is that at? Yes. We want to make sure we acknowledge her. So she helped you with that. How did she do that? How did that? How did that collaboration happen? That is I awesome. Asked her if she would um, create like a little avatar, a little mini me um, for my newsletter, but then I got the idea of doing a sticker of the month because I did some research on you know what you can offer on your on your Patreon as a writer, and I was just like okay. And so um, um, yeah, I asked her if she was okay with me doing these stickers, and she said yes. And absolutely. she's like yes. Of course, of course, I want to help you because that's so great. Now she's been somebody who's a supporter of you for a long time, right? Oh, yeah. So, you, so that's wonderful that she was able to support you in that. The beginning, for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah, wonderful. And, and um, I wasn't sure if you guys are okay with me sharing my sticker of because they they came in yes. my sticker roll. Um, it's a holographic sticker. Let's see. Oh my god. Well, it's made to. Uh, I have a pet. It's right reversed. That's yeah. why. Sorry. Says made of stardust and generational trauma. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's beautiful. Um, again, exclusive content. No, we want the exclusive content. We want to pretend we're dropping some real heat, so people need to check us out. Um, only sorry, on Patreon, yeah, everybody. Only Patreon. on Patreon. And again, if you want acknowledgement of one of the most amazing OGs that we've seen around the block on Instagram, she's one of those amazing writers that yes. and readers. I mean, I love when she because again, I would write for a lowest prompt, and she would make my words sound way better than even how I thought they even sounded in my head. Yeah. So again, Johnny Cash, I'm telling you, Johnny Cash. That's my dream now is that we're gonna have a night, me and you, poetry, reading Lois and Angela, oh my God, I'm gonna dream it tonight. Uh, but uh, we need you and I'm so happy to uh, showcase that. So we're hearing that Patreon is not just benefit for Lois because Lois is not a person that just cares about herself. No, that's never been Lois. Lois is somebody who's always been a member of the community and, and showcase is not just like, I know it's starting <laughs> to fall off. It's at the end of the show. Um, <laughs> But she's always been a supporter of women. I know. It's okay. My, 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 my team here. It's all right. But it's the end of the show. Uh, but she's always been a supporter of a lot of people's work. So I, I'm so happy that we got to showcase you. I know you feel like, probably like, oh, gosh, the spotlight's on me. But we want to shine on you because you've been such a great, great person around. And I cannot thank you for, one, being you, being honest authentically you and then of course your work has helped so many of other people especially it's like i was telling you angela it's people like lois yes. and people like Always arthur been. people like stephanie lamb poetry people like you know now. brian they're the reason why i never left Pretty much, and, and like we need this. We, 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 we need bet. this. We want it better than it was before, Lois. So I hear it sounds like this is one of the ways that we're going to be able to do that to support each other. Is take a take a little gander over at Patreon. 
and then check it out for yourself if you're because again my my journey this year our journey this year me and uh, andy is we're taking this year to do all the research and then we're going to learn from we, we're going to learn we're going to make our own achilles label uh cd right uh andy we're going to now we're going to go to coming up so she's going to be we're going to go to quilt keepers like we're going to do all the things that we've been learning about this uh this 2023 for 2024 so um, I, I know we still have a few more minutes. I'm going to be selfish with our time um, and, and keep every last second that we can until you got to go. Uh, is there anything else that we didn't get a chance to uh, showcase or share uh, that you just want to make sure? Because again, we saw new content. We saw that April stickers are out. We saw them. They're incredible. But don't forget March. Well, they all and we still have time to get the March one, which was uh, created or at least collaborated by uh, Tilly at Tilly McGill Author. Um, credit to that uh, person out there as well so uh again collaborations um what are you looking forward to the future other than what's after what's after our fifth book maybe oh gosh i don't even know <laughs> i know how, how dare i are we gonna do more uh poet uh or photography uh our uh painting or are you running anytime soon i know that i did a couple of half marathons are you doing any running anytime soon no are we gonna <laughs> <laughs> I, we should I, do, we should get a poetry run group i joined going. a gym again so Whoa, an idea awesome Oh man, that no, because I always like it's been a while, but um, before COVID, me and my family we used to do like the cancel walk because my dad loved it, and even after he passed away, um, you know, we did it. This is like, well, this is like the last one before, you know, my dad, you know, before the COVID thing. Or I'm like, yo, we should do a poetry one. Like we all meet up somewhere, we go to whatever the cancer walk or AIDS walk or whatever, we just walk and talk and bond. Like well, I'm I see it's like like the whole dinner table of us poets just talking in, a, about our a, stories. A, like, a carb loaded spaghetti dinner the night before is what you're saying. But uh no, so you joined a gym? I, uh, is that like a what kind of gym is it? Like are you doing uh circuit training or you just show up and do whatever you do? Yeah, it's just yeah, just a cardio for right cardio. now to get those Mommy pounds oh. off. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I love the I winter pounds are on. <laughs> oh, it's just all about that's for me mostly. Even though, like again, female insecure. Come on, we're all we're all wired similarly. But um, it's been such a benefit for my own personal mental health to be doing the cardio and the the weightlifting. So like getting a poetry running group will just be an all around good for everybody's mental health because we'll be writing and we'll be running and we'll be doing the endorphin thing. But uh, my next, I think my next little uh, travel thing is I'm going to try and get out to uh, see our friend, uh, oh my gosh, I'm gonna, Gina in uh, Nashville. I want to do one of those open mic nights. That was yeah. her next week. Uh, a particle poet. Yeah, yes. I'm yes. I know when that is. I think that's going to be my next uh, yeah, so I, I, I know a little bit about it. I could just say she every month they always do such. So she always puts the calendars on her yeah. page and stuff like that. And she's located in um Nashville, which is good. I even told her one of these days I said, "Yo, I got to go to Nashville and do those open mics." So what about that's Atlanta? A definite... Is Atlanta a good poetry or at least uh like open mic yeah. kind of a scene? Good question, uh, Lois. That I don't. Or you, or you, because again, our, we have to be taking care of our family. We don't have time to go out and explore that. You know. I, I, I don't know, honestly. I, <laughs> oh my god, I have. I don't know. I don't leave my house. So. Before, so I, I'm sure it is. I'm uh -huh. sure Atlanta is just a hub for. Oh, for sure, yeah. God, yes, I'm sure there. I'm sure there's plenty of places. Is that so. that's something you would be interested in doing? Have you ever thought about doing a live read, or are you somebody that needs to be kind of in your? Oh god, your face! No, like, no way. <laughs> It's just I'm surprised. On on the internet than doing it in person. I would yeah. 
trade yeah, upgrades. I feel like there's a difference. I, I feel like there's definitely a difference. I, I know New York is very well known for that. I did sing on the computer one of our open mics, and I don't think I'd ever sing live in front of anybody in person. But so I definitely I want that. to one day. Okay. I'm gonna conquer that fear. I'm gonna do that one day. I know there's the Bowery Poetry. There's um New York Cafe, and this is all New York, of course. Uh, I I be seeing these button poetries and stuff like that. I'm like, one day, uh, that's gonna be me. One day, watch. Lois, what did you say? I think I missed what you said last. If you remember said, what you said, I would like to attend one for sure. Just okay, yeah. I'll be an audience. I think we should really combine like a live music, poetry, and com comedy. Or, or I think like that's really the the live scene that we need to maybe come up with after the the internet coming back together as a community. Because again, I think we want to be together in this way. As as far as because again. We need to be together in a way that is positive and also cathartic and also healing. And what better way than to be our authentic selves and showing that we're all fucking humans, we all fucking bleed, and we all fucking deal with shit differently. But at the end of the day, we're dealing with the same shit. Let's yeah. deal with it together. Whether with, whether cool. it's, I, the way I deal with it is you leave me the fuck alone for a couple of days, or the way you deal with it is we have to be on top of you for four days. Right. You know, just, yeah. just know who you are and being able to express that. Again, one thing I yeah, go for it, Andy. I don't no, no, I was, done. Go one thing I've learned too, like we could have this, we could we could be at the same event but experience it differently. If that makes sense, like we can have a, the same. Let's say, like, yep. let's say if something happens. We could be the same place at the same time, but our experiences is different. Yeah, if that I, makes sense. Yeah, I think I mentioned it. Like with the three of us were in a room. I think when we were talking, maybe with Arthur, we could all see the same freaking thing, but because of our perspective. But the experience and our is different. different. How you understand it is different, exactly. but we could. It's but it's relatable because we were both there. But that, if that, I don't know if that makes. Did that make but sense? But we also have to understand that your experience is exactly the same for you as it was for me, even though it was not the same experience. Your experience is just as true, right. as same as mine. Right. That's where we struggle. We, we all say, yeah, people can have different beliefs, but we really don't accept different beliefs and allow them to happen. That's and it sucks that it's like that. But, but again, we're well, human. We're human. But again, that's why we need to yeah. come together. I saw this thing online. Um, it's like a number six or something on number nine, but there was somebody standing in front of one side of the number and the other side of the number, and it said, just because we're... Uh, oh, how it goes. Yeah. Uh, it be... have a section. I, I think because Lois is looking for her uh, little one. I, Lois, can you, I don't want you to have to like, bye. So wh why don't you, I'll say your last two things as far as saying yeah. goodbye and wrapping yeah, up. What, yeah. Thank you guys so much for doing this. I'm, it, I'm yeah. I'm, we need a part two. I, we need a part two. I'm, yes. It was an honor, seriously. And I'm glad I, I'm glad I said yes to do this. It was wonderful. I'm glad we got to be live and people got to join and ask questions yeah. and, and be a part of this. Yes. I look forward to seeing uh, Andy. I'll see you tonight at nine where we'll be kind of watching it from behind the scenes. Yes. And uh, yes, yes, I will rebroadcast this live. Yes, so, this is definitely going to be rebroadcasted. For those who didn't see it yeah. now, we'll get to see it later on tonight. So this is actually, um, I'll make an announcement later on about what I plan to do moving forward and, as and well. Check out Patreon. Um, Patreon for Lois. Yes, Patreon. For yourself. Patreon. Check it out. Like, oh, any second, her little darling is going to just pop <laughs> in and be like, what a great day I had, you know, and I just don't, I don't want her to feel rushed. So. Uh, thank you so much. And again, we need a part yes. two. Thank um, you. We'll have to come down and see you in, the old, in Atlanta and see you take us out a little photography. Hey, at least we have a place time. to go. That's what's awesome about it, too. Like. We, we invited ourselves over, Andy. She didn't <laughs> invite us. We just invite ourselves over. She's going to have to have some friends, Andy. Road trip. Road trip is over because school is almost over. Let me run it by my, my wife and make sure that's okay.
But yeah, this should be fine. <laughs> oh my gosh, Lois, thank you so much. Thank I know you, you guys. gotta go. Thank you oh my gosh, so you're much. The best. I appreciate you again. Four thank you guys. on Amazon, Patreon. Yeah. She's the best. Look at the mother. Thank you guys so much. Hello. You're great. Thank you so much. Bye. See you guys later. Bye. And you can Bye. Out, or we can uh, exit you out of there. And Andy, we can wrap can up real quick. This? All right. I don't know how to. I'm still Lois, learning can you, Instagram. Can you, uh, oh. Okay, she got, okay, got it. Okay, so, so now it's just you and me yeah. quick. It's and just you and me everybody quick. Yeah, so. Let's wrap this down because they're going to have to listen to us for a couple of minutes. So, and you go first. What an incredible freaking thing. Go, Andy. Yes, as a reflective, yes, this was. Um, it is funny because I wasn't expecting this to be this way. I said, you know, hey, even better. This is better than I expected. I said, okay, let's just go live, even though that wasn't the original intent. But hey, you know what? Let's change. I love um, yeah, I, I love, I love oh the God. fact, yeah, oh, well, Botchamania, oh, no, um, one thing I did appreciate about this is both your perspectives as far as being a parent, because you're both parents, but, like, you were in the education system, she, so, so you experienced what it was in, like, you know how there's the outside looking in, but you're in the inside looking out and the outside looking Absolutely. in, you are in both perspectives, and the fact that Lois experience what she's doing because my wife relates to you guys, both because my wife went through a lot of stuff sure, and, and it was just speak, i want to speak real quickly because i don't want to spend too much time on this topic but i wanted to say a few things one i've only been at the high school setting and both of your experiences are at the start so i i as much as i'm talking about my experience you're you're starting at a brand new perspective so like you're starting from like i don't know what the heck i need to do and you're starting from level zero by the time i have students that have been with um accommodations students who have had um ips or if they've been identified as no, a disability um they've actually had a lot of therapy or a lot of intervention and their parents have had a lot of opportunity to get a lot of help so by the time it gets to me i've actually had a lot of success because of all the hard work that's happened before me because the hard work of parents right. like you right but the fact is but the fact that you still got to experience that in that way that okay you saw it from but what i'm saying yeah and, and what i'm saying is as a parent you don't necessarily know what you need to be fighting for so that's why i'm so happy that you guys are able to express yourselves and your opinion because again it's very difficult to advocate if you don't know that you're not getting what your child needs because mm -hmm. again you don't know mm -hmm. what the school system is because you've had a different experience. You only know what you did in school. So I appreciate that you guys um, allowed me to speak on both sides. But again, I cannot, I want to make sure it's clear that I'm not speaking from the early intervention area because again, there's a right. lot of- Right, no, I get, I, yeah. As a parent, you are the number one advocate. You know your child the best. And if they will not listen to you, that is not okay. Because you know your child the best. And especially when you have a child with communication issues, they can't necessarily speak or tell you what's going on. So, and if you're not with them in the classroom, how do you know if your child's getting what they need? So again, you are the number one advocate. Uh -huh. So if they're not siding with you on that, that is a huge issue. And you should always seek the board of ed should help you get a parent advocate that can help you with that. Because again, maybe you are fighting for something that is maybe not appropriate. You don't know. But again, there are there are I got you. Yeah. resources for yeah, 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 yeah. you. But that's not really what we wanted to talk about. We want to talk about Lois and the poetry. So what else? What else yes. is really cool? Did you guys also talk about Oh no, your yeah, heritage? the fact that she was... you guys shared a little bit of your heritage yeah. background. What was your uh, reaction to that? Hearing uh, some of that um, that was it was uplifting because it's good to know, okay, so not every Maj okay, so I'm gonna change it. So majority of Hispanic household experienced a 
similar thing, but with her it was a little different, which I love because oh, now that yeah. that's that that's that that little percentage that oh my god they didn't have that well, and I, that's what's up because we need true. more of that yes. in Hispanic culture because this they're to themselves they're too like oh me 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 oh like shush 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 and it's like I love the fact that Lois didn't experience that in that way and it's Absolutely. like that's uplifting to know that. Because again, like this, I have no friend. I cannot speak on this because of my personal history. But again, I went to uh, Miami of your university for my undergrad, and I was in a liberal arts college. I was able to take a lot of different courses, and one was Latin American history and world political stuff. And they spoke a very similar. We read a book about that spoke on machismo, machismo, and stuff that really echoes a lot of stuff that you had spoke on. So, from my um, uh, education experience, again, I don't take what I. No, I get you. And, and one day that is stereotypically has been, you know, also being the toxic male has been stereotypically what's been happening. So again, we got to break those walls down by having those conversations. So I yeah. agree with you, Andy. I agree with you. That's all I'm trying to say. No, I get you. I get you. Um, I will say, yeah, I will say that's definitely a, 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 an episode I want to touch on eventually. Um, I, I had to. What's the word? Come up with a manuscript for the episode. That a lesson that's, planned. That's, that's a lesson not, planned. That's not a topic. Approach, yeah, because yeah, that's, that's not a topic I could just say, okay, let's really talk about it. That's more like I have to really understand, like, in a way that I could express it that right. doesn't sound like I'm being stereotypical. So that's not something I could just yeah, say, oh, like, let's just do the lot. Like, that's a little bit. That's yeah. a little bit. That's really you, out there. If you're about listening to us now, which you should, because we're just having a conversation. But Andy and I, we also talked about, like, we're never going to talk about a topic that we didn't do our due diligence on and do some background research. Like, if we ever going to spend a night talking on stuff like, let's say, sexual uh, assault or anything relating to women being victimized, we would never have a conversation without getting resources and looking through some background history first. So that's just something that you're never going to get from myself and Andy. So when things come up naturally, that's why we always circumvent to this is I'm only speaking from my personal experience. Um, we will never claim to be an expert, even as you know, teacher, I never claim to be an expert in this area, I can only speak on mine, uh, my personal uh, journey. So I think that's what's been so great about this. Uh, I yes. really like that we got to showcase uh, all of her books, her writing. I love that. I definitely got to check out Patreon. I think she's convinced me. Um, yeah. I definitely want that exclusive content. Andy, I like to have a prompt to jump off my writing. Like I have thoughts in my head, but having one word will really, from somebody else seems to be what I need to actually say what I need to say. So I'm definitely going to be checking that out. And again, um, if you're listening, that's that highest tier, which doesn't seem to be too bad. I, I thought Patreon was going to be a little bit worse personally. Um, if you get that highest tier, the lady blue tier, um, not only do you get video content, you get access to the newsletter, uh, extra prompts, but you're actually going to be able to be credited as a, you know, thanks in her upcoming book. And so you'll get awesome. to be almost like a piece um, of that history. So I definitely know that I will be checking it out just like I, we would be supporting good. all of our uh, authors and uh, amazing. Absolutely. Um, so, so I know we got Stephanie Lamb coming up. Uh, we'll do another. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I'll, I got you. So um, yeah. So um, tomorrow I'm in. Oh yeah, we're gonna interview Stephanie Lamb Poetry, and that episode will be broadcasted on Friday okay. night at nine p.m. Yes. Saturday is gonna be myself and Brandon White Music and Poetry. Um, this one is very dear to my heart only because of the fact that I uh, he was one of those first people that really I connected to us being parents, us, um, you know, losing our fathers and stuff like that. So um, the fact that I rem I've been following him since his first book, I actually have both his books. Oh, wonderful. And so I can't wait for the we'll new one to come him. out. 
We'll definitely have you read from those, right? Yeah. I want to hear some of those. Yeah, yeah he definitely is. Yeah. So uh, it comes out March 21st. Oh, March 21st is when the book comes out. And so the we're doing this exclusive content, and we're really just, we're kind of like their first stop on their book tour, you know, to announce their book. Yeah, that, that, we did that, like, that's us. what we did. So, yeah, that's what we did. There, did, come join us if you want to announce, drop some stuff. Yeah, we'll, we'll show and that's going to be Saturday at 7 p.m. 7 p.m. Yeah, 7 mm -hmm. p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Yep. Um, and and like I said, because last the first time we did a podcast, um, this one it was Jam Sessions Live. Um, we did it a couple of days before his first book come out. So to think, oh, we're doing this again before his book. So everything is just aligning with each other. We're actually going to talk about all three of his books now because it's like a whole thing, and I'm excited for that. So check that out. Black Widow Poet, I believe, is on the 29th. Yeah. Um, okay. Tara Calibu is going to be on the 23rd. I think it's going to be broadcasted that Friday. I'm not sure. I got. I got. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk yeah, more we'll about talk that. After. We'll, we'll, they don't need to hear this part. Our calendar, yeah. but well, we're just. But we will. We but we will. A lot of great stuff coming down the Yes, line. but tonight we will. Yeah, but tonight I we will rebroadcast this live and again, hey, so the, the many time people can see and it. So. Tonight, I think um, we had our first winner last week. I, obviously, they're not going to hear this until after, but I think we pull another guest winner from tonight. Anybody that joins us tonight, we'll pull somebody who, as far as our next uh, winner because we'll put together a little care package. I have uh, the first care package is going out as soon as I get that uh, response back from our winner. I like cats. Uh, we'll send that out to them because, again, we're showcasing some of our cat, past guest work and sending it out to them as part of our little care package. Okay, that's so fine. We can try so that. So, guys... We'll Yes. Well, so I'm going to just end. Let me just. Yeah, all right. So let me just end it with this, guys. Thank you for joining us for this episode. Thank you. Thank you so much for the support that you've been giving yeah, us. Um, you. It's a it's a process, but thank you. So, guys, God bless. Um, be safe. And uh, we just look out for that replay later on tonight. All right. Yeah, sure. All right. I, Peace. Thank you, Andy.